We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states. And the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live, in-game odds on every major sports, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have the Detroit Lions versus the Chicago Bears Thanksgiving game preview. We're going to break down the keys to victory for the Detroit Lions to win this game, all on episode 211 of the Pride Podcast. With the seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell. Tackle, Oregon. He's going to run it straight in. Jared Goldberg. Touchdown, yes. Detroit Lions. DJ Hawkinson. Yes. They did it. They tied it. They're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh, baby, how big is that? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Pride Podcast, episode 211, sponsored by Underdog Fantasy Sports on the Blue Wire Network. I'm your host for today, Malcolm, and I'm joined by my good guy, Pierre. How you doing, Pierre? I'm doing great, man. Thanksgiving is coming. This game is going to be lit. Um, I'm excited. Let's get started. (laughs) Yeah, man, I'm excited too, man. You know, we got the Chicago Bears versus the Detroit Lions. Um, Let's just... You know, let's just get it rolling, man. Let's talk about the injury report. I know you, you have the Chicago Bears injury report. Yeah. Let's, let's see who, who they have on the injury report. So Justin Fields, Akeem Hicks, Allen Robson, Damian Williams, they didn't practice the past two days. I'm guessing they're all out. Uh, limited was Eddie Jackson, Darnell Mooney. I'm guessing they have a chance to play. Mario Edwards, Deshaun Gibson Jr., and Marquise Goodwin were all, were all full participants. Okay. So – let me go ahead and break down the Detroit Lions injury report. So for the Detroit Lions, we have Trinity Benson. He has a knee injury. He did not participate in practice. Trey Flowers, uh, Tyler's boy, he did not participate in practice. <laughs> Matt Nelson, a tackle, he has an ankle injury. He did not participate in practice. A.J. Parker, 
also um, has an equal injury, did not participate in practice. Halepute Vaitai had a concussion. He did not participate in practice. And then we have our limiteds with Michael Brockers. He had a knee injury. He was limited. Jared Goff, um, our quarterback, he was limited. So he actually was limited these past two games, these two these two days. And um, Jamar Jefferson, he has a knee and ankle injury, and he was limited today as well. So, Pierre, out of that list, man, does anybody on the Detroit Lions injury report, like, concern you as far as not being that didn't participate in practice or? Um, there's two guys, but one guy is mainly, I want to say Halaputi Vita, but I feel like Tommy Kramer did a solid job. I didn't see, like, any issues with him in there. We didn't notice anything crazy. Uh, the one that's a big concern is A.J. Parker. The last time Parker was out, Will Harris was starting the nickel, and that did not go well. No, that definitely did not go well. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a huge concern to see um if it you know what they're gonna do with AJ Parker. Hopefully, if, if Will Harris is out there, I mean I don't know. <laughs> it's not a good sign because he, he had a he had a horrible game last time he was as our nickel. So yeah. we'll see what they do on that, man. Hopefully, you know, they make some adjustments and make some changes and hopefully it's not Will Harris. Yeah, they have a few options. If they want to like, for example, Mark Gilbert, I thought Plato and Jerry Jacobs got hurt in his limited snaps. If they want to move Gilbert outside, so it'll be Gilbert Amani and move Jerry Jacobs inside. Or if they want to put Harris inside or rotate some guys in, maybe Gilbert and the nickel. They have their options. We'll see what they do. Yeah, we'll see, man. All right, let's just jump into the Detroit Lions offense versus the Chicago Bear defense, man. What do you think the, the Detroit Lions offense can do to, you know, have success versus this Chicago Bears defense who's been struggling all year? I feel like this is just a repetition kind of of episodes. Uh, the Bears are ranked 24th in, uh, in rushing defense. So again, we we talk up, we set this with the Steelers, and we said this with the Browns, basically, and we're saying it during this game too. Just run it down their throats. But I'll say this: last week, the Browns had Garrett and Clowney. This week, Mac is out. Akeem Hicks is probably out. Um, they're missing their two really good pass rushers, and I feel like the Lions now they don't really have that excuse saying, "Well, Garrett could destroy this game or Clowney could destroy this game." Robert Quinn. Maybe he could destroy this game, but I'm, I'm comfortable with Decker. And they have this other kid, Gibson. He's played well for them, Travis Gibson. He's going to go against Sewell, and I think Sewell can handle him. Sewell handled Garrett and Watt. I don't have a problem with Sewell handling this guy. Um, so if the Lions could run the ball and build a play action off of it, that would be huge. Yeah, that would be huge, man. Because the Chicago Bears' defense has been struggling. So, right. yeah, I think we could take advantage of, of the guys that are missing. You know, the Hakeem Hicks, you know, you can run the ball down the middle. That's that's That would be a huge area for Detroit. So, yeah, I, I actually like this matchup as far as the way our offense matches up against their defense. Now, eh, this is all going to boil down to how Dan Campbell is going to call these plays. And this is something we actually even brought up is our quarterback situation. Um, Jared Goff, he is apparently has a 50-50 shot to play this week. So he looked like he's actually training to be our starter, which is, I mean, I don't know how to say this. I guess that's a best Yo, positive. That's a positive. This positive. is going to sound kind of weird, but we saw Tim Boyle last week. They obviously didn't trust him, and they, we know what they think about Bob. They haven't played him. So I don't like saying this, but Jared Goss gives you the best chance to win right now. Best case scenario. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it really is. It's It's your best chance to win. It sounds weird saying that, but yeah, it does. The Lions Especially coming from you, it's just not that. I mean, yeah. it's not. It's not good. Yeah, and and this is what it's going to boil down to, man. If Jared Goff is able to play, I don't want to see a game like they played against the Steelers. So as far as like he can't throw the ball because he's he's hurt or limited. If that's the case, if he can't throw the ball, if you're gonna 
you know, handicap the playbook that, you know, you know, cut the playbook in half so he can't throw the ball, don't play him. You know, right. play Tim Boyle or somebody else. You need to if, if he couldn't play, if he could make passes, you know, put him out there. Okay. Now, as far as Dan Campbell calling these plays, man, this is I'm I'm actually giving Dan Campbell one last shot at calling plays. And the reason why I say that is because this is a game. They're indoors. There's no weather. Yeah. You can't say weather is, is is the reason why he's you know limiting the playbook. Right. There's no elite edge rusher on the Chicago Bears side, so you can't say that you know he's he doesn't want to put his quarterback in harm way against you know Miles Garrett. I get that. You know he doesn't want to get Tim Boyle killed. I get that. So well, this is a game. My bad. When you look at their secondary, you look at Chicago's secondary, they have Kendall Vildor starting on one side, Jalen Johnson on the other side, and the nickel they have this guy named Marquis Christian. And he's given up a perfect passer rating in coverage. Now, I don't know if their other nickel is going to come back or if he's on IR. Duke Shelley. Duke Shelley was their other was their, was their nickel. I don't know if he's hurt or if he's back this week. But right now, it looks like like what, what we use, we see PFF's lineup, how they match up against the Lions. Right now, it says Marquis Christie is in the nickel. So I'm going to guess that's him right now. Okay. We'll see what happens when they release the active game. Actually, we'll talk about that on Green Room. Um, but yeah, I, the only guy that corner that really scares me is Jalen Johnson but I feel like the other two even their linebackers and safeties I'm taking Hawk and Swift over them yeah like yeah Roquan Smith is good but I'm taking Swift over and I'm taking Hawk over him I just am yeah 100% man and this is why I said that Dan Campbell cannot do Pittsburgh <laughs> this game because he doesn't have the, right. there's nothing you can really say to the you know after the game on why he limited the playbook so with their secondary situation, with this defense that we're playing against, I mean, he got to open up this whole playbook for, for Jared Goff. We have to run the ball. We have to take our shots. We have to you know, roll, rely on the play action and, and take our shots, especially with this defense we're playing against. There, there is no there's no reason why we shouldn't. So this is Dan Campbell's last shot as far as, you know, him calling plays. If he screws this up, he needs to give up that. He needs to give up that role. He shouldn't call. I mean, this was a surprise to all of us that he's calling plays. I mean, as Tyler would say, this is not the reason we brought him here. <laughs> um, this is a, him even calling plays is a huge shock. But if he screws, like if he messes this up, man, that's gonna be that's gonna be a huge blow. Okay, so I just saw that they actually placed Duke Shelley on IR. So they're gonna go with that one, Marquis Christian guy. I said, um, yeah. and yes, he's been they, he's been downright terrible. They signed Marcus Hunt to their active roster. I believe he was on their practice squad. So. Um, he's, he's a decent lineman, nothing crazy about him. Um, but, uh, the bears are banged up, right? No Hicks, no Mac. Those guys, since I could remember, man, they've always given us issues. It doesn't matter who we have on the O-line. Those two guys, I mean, we talk about game records. Those guys destroyed our game plans week in and week out a lot of the time. So when those guys are out, especially in the running game with the key mix, he's a big man. You, you could... You could run the ball. Uh, Eddie Goldman, he's decent, but he's not hes not uh, a Keem Hicks ball. Nichols is just a nose tackle. He's not really a pass rusher. So I feel like the Lions could just run it up their gut, man. Just run it up their throats. This is, a game, this is a game the Detroit Lions could possibly do whatever the hell they want to do. Because if they a, want to. If they want to, because the the bear situation right now. They're banged up, right. and they haven't been good. Right. So they could do whatever they – honestly could do whatever they want. So really up to Dan Campbell to not screw this up. Yeah. We we actually might be able to see some type of an exciting offense this week. Oh, I'm I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I mean, it's on national TV. You know, this is a Thanksgiving game. Everybody's tuned in. 
Dan Campbell, please show something. <laughs> please, please, Dan Campbell, show something. And I'm sure, like, most of America doesn't really care about the Bears and Lions game other than Bears and Lions fans. Um, but they still have to watch it because it's the only game on, the only game on during that day, during yeah. that time. So I feel like Campbell is going to have some things up his sleeve. And I also feel like the Bears, the Bears, apparently the coaching staff, there's a rumor going around at least. The, he denied it. Nagy denied it. But apparently Nagy is coaching for his job. So you might see maybe some trickery from Chicago. Yeah, I mean, this is like it's like every time he met the, the Bears and Matt Nagy. I mean, just going back to this year <laughs> when they're about to play us, it's like, oh, Matt Nagy might get fired. This right. is it, and <laughs> he ends up winning against us, and we buy him some time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that's not the case this time. Hopefully, we win this game, and you know, the Bears do what they whatever they need to do. But yeah, man, um, his job is in jeopardy, and we could. Give him the boot if he loses this game, especially if they lose ugly. Yeah, he's fired. He's there's there's no chance when they're when they're chanting, when the fans are chanting at an NBA game, fire (laughs) Nagy. That's funny. That is funny. (laughs) At Chicago Bulls game yesterday, when they played the Indiana Pacers, the fans were chanting fire Nagy. Yes, I saw that. It was loud. That was crazy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. His his job is pretty much yeah. Also, um. His son's his son plays high school football, and when his son like would get the ball or when his son was making plays or something, they would they would they were chanting some things that shouldn't be chanted in a high school football oh, game about man, someone. That, that sucks. You can't get family man. involved. You know what I mean? Yeah, poor kid, man. That's that's tough. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, it comes with the job, but like, I feel like kids should never be blamed for what their parents do because it's not fair to them. It's not. Yeah. yeah, you never want to see stuff. Stuff you don't. You never want to see stuff like that. But I know no. it, it happens. It, I mean, these, these are high school kids. You know, high school kids are they're kids. Kids will do stupid stuff. Kids will yeah. be kids. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Um, 
No, but Malcolm, when we talk about you want to get how the Lions defense matches up against the Bears offense? Yes, let's let's just let's, let's jump into that because you know they have a, a new quarterback starting this week. They have Andy Dalton, who is a veteran. You know, he's seen he's seen it all. He's their starting quarterback this week. We have um Monroe, who is their running back who completely destroyed us. Oh no, sorry, Montgomery. 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 Montgomery David Montgomery, who completely destroyed us last time we played him. And yep. their wide receivers, they, they look like they have nothing but speedy short guys. So, yeah, what can the Lions defense do to slow down that Chicago Bears offense? So the Lions are ranked 31st against the run. And the Bears, last time, last time Detroit played the Bears, uh, Montgomery had 23 carries, under six yards, averaged 4.6 yards a carry, and two touchdowns. Right now, he's averaging about 4.5 yards a carry, Montgomery on the year. So he's actually having a really good year for them. He was hurt, but when he's been healthy, he's been good. Um, the Lions have to come into this game. Yeah, we know, okay, Dalton doesn't really scare you like field. He's not like a, a multi-dimensional quarter, dual threat. He's not a dual threat. He doesn't really run the ball. He's kind of a pocket passer, right? So if you could go into the game stopping the run, that would be huge. But if you don't stop the run, they got this guy named Darnell Mooney. And Marquise Goodwin and Goodwin and Mooney both had over 100 yards last week. And they're both fast players. So if you don't yeah. stop the run and uh, the Bears will build that play action game, basically what happens, linebackers come up, safety comes up, play action. These guys are zooming down the field. They're open. So it's really important to stop the run this week. Like the Lions yeah. have to put a big emphasis on that. That should be like rule number one on the defense. Stop the run, stop the run, stop the run. If they don't stop the run, man. It's gonna be uh it's not gonna be fun. Yeah, I think if I can remember right, I think it was Darnell Mooney the last time he played him that was just carving us up <laughs> with those big chunk plays down the field. I think it was Darnell Mooney. It was Darnell yeah, Mooney. He had five receptions for uh for 125 yards and Goodwin had two targets and zero receptions. But and Alan Robson's out. So with Robson out, obviously Goodwin's gonna get more targets. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, they gotta do. They definitely have to stop the run. Do you see the Detroit Lions stack in the box, or do you, do you think the Detroit Lions gonna run their same, I guess, roll with their two safeties high like they've been doing the majority of the year this year? So remember how we talked about? I forgot which week it was, but one of the weeks where the Lions basically had McNeil and Penasini out there together on the field. Yeah, I think we're gonna see that. We're gonna see like some bigger packages on early downs, stop the run. And then maybe if you get them in third and long or third and medium, you bring in your small package, you bring your nickel package, you bring in your pass rushers, and you try to stop the pass like that. Um, stopping the run is, is is really important in this game. If you can't stop the run, it's going to be I – mean, Dolan is not that good, but the receivers kind of scare me, man. I mean, they put up 100 yards against the Ravens secondary. Ravens have Humphrey. So – I don't know. They're, those receivers scare me. I'm not going to lie. The Lions also have struggled with some speedy guys before. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, stuff like this, it doesn't, it doesn't shock me as far as, you know, if for some reason the Bears get their offense rolling against our defense because, man, for some reason, man, it's like the Detroit Lions, bro. It's like the, the history of the Lions. You look at the Lions history. It's like you think about when they play against a team that you think they're going to get crushed. They always find a way to lose a very close game. They right. keep it close, and they find a way to lose at the end. I mean, we've seen this all year. Um, and then when you think about uh, a very winnable game for Detroit, like I mean, give like this game, <laughs> or like in the last time we played the Bears, we thought it was a very winnable game. 
and they find a way to like lose bad. So I'm hoping that's not the case. Hopefully, hopefully they could rewrite the script and come out with the win because this is a very winnable game. Very winnable. I mean, they're out of the starting quarterback. They're starting any Dalton. One thing I do want to say is the Bears O-line is kind of like, it's not really a strong point right now. It's kind of a weak them. But the Lions also, like, their best pass rushers are injured right now, too. Deshaun Hand is hurt. Trey Flowers is hurt. Romeo Quar is hurt. Those are your, like, I guess your best pass rushers are, like, some of them, right? Um, is it is Trey Flowers a best pass rusher? <laughs> I, don't I mean, know. when he's out there, though, I mean. He's good against the run. He's solid. I guess he's okay against the run, but. Trey I don't, don't do much for me, man. I mean, Austin Bryant the past couple weeks he's impressed me. I mean, last week he was he was good. Last week, yeah. The, but the Lions could somehow uh, pressure the. It's, it's going to be hard if you just send four. But if they could win some of their matchups, their one-on-one matchups with their D line, that that would also help. Maybe Aaron Glenn could dial up some blitzes too. We saw that last week, little towards the end of the game. So if you could maybe dial up some blitzes and get your pass rush going somehow on, on third and medium, third and long situation, that's going to help. Yeah, definitely, man. If you could win your – if you could rush four and win your matchups and still put pressure on quarterback, your defense is going to have a pretty good game if if, you're, if that's the case. You know, that hasn't been the case for the Detroit Lions for a very long time. So, I mean, we'll see, man. Hopefully they do win those matchups. If they're able to rush four, you know, set everybody else in coverage and win those matchups in, in the passing downs, I don't think – I mean, for some reason, I, I don't know. There's a, there's, a, there's a chance that they may roll with the same game plan just running down – try to run it down our throats. But then again, you have a veteran in Andy Dalton, and I think the playbook is not going to be limited for him. So I think the playbook is going to be wide open compared to when we played the Bears, they did, you know, limit the playbook for Justin Fields because it was a second start. So they just, you know, they wanted to protect him. So they was like, all right, we're going to run the ball. And when the shots are there, we're just going to take our shots when it's there. But any dawn, I think it's going to be a little bit different situation because he's a veteran. So I think the playbook is going to be wide open. They are going to run the ball at a good amount of time because they had so much success with that last time they played us. Right. But I think I think he's going to be able to throw the ball way more than Justin Fields did the first time around. Yeah, and also they're coaching for their job. Well, that's the rumor. Nagy denied it, but... When you coach for your job, I think maybe you be, start to become a little desperate or maybe you do some trickery here or there. I think we'll see some of that from the Bears. Um, maybe stuff they haven't done before, but we'll see it. We'll, we'll see it this week. Yeah, hopefully they screw it up and we can capitalize from it. <laughs> yeah. I also think Dan Campbell, um, I feel like maybe he's he said it himself, he's grown as a play caller. I've liked some of the things he's done. Like we've talked about this before, but some of the other things like, dude, get this shit cleaned up. The weather we talked about the weather is good. The pass rush is not as dynamic with Hicks and Mac out. I mean, the Bears defense has literally built around those two guys the past what few seasons. Yeah. So um good pass rush helps your secondary. They they have some injuries in the secondary. Their pass rush is hurt. Uh they struggle stopping the run. So this is a game where the Lions this is the game where the Lions should be able to do whatever they want, but will they? That's another question. Yeah, man. I will say this, man. The Bears are who we thought they were, <laughs> because I'm um, you know, look at their record at three and seven. They're, they're just not a really good football team right now. They're a struggling football team. I mean, and you know we're the Detroit Lions right now, so the Detroit Lions is you know rock bottom right now. So these are two struggling football teams right now. So yeah, the Detroit Lions have a shot to win this game. This is one of those 50-50 games I was talking about. This is this is it. <laughs> this is the one of the fifty-fifty games. So. Let's see if the Detroit Lions could get a win on national TV on Thanksgiving. And I'll just make everybody Thanksgiving better, man. Get a win, man. Yeah, and when you look at the Bears, man, last week they played the Ravens and they played they played Tyler Huntley. 
They had 34 carries for 123 yards, and Huntley threw for 219 yards and had a um, pick. They he did have six sacks though. The Bears had six sacks on him, but they still lost. They lost 16 to 13 to Tyler Huntley. Now, obviously, the Ravens are a more built football team on both sides of the ball. They have more weapons and whatnot. But when you just look at the matchups, there's a few of them that scare me, but nothing really that goes like, man, if we don't do this right, we lost. Oh, the running game. That's that's the only one. The running game is that one. Other than that, you stop the run, man, you have a chance. You have a chance if you stop the run. Yeah, man. That's... I actually want to go back and watch that game because I'm a big fan of Tyler Huntley. Um, so I want to see how okay. he actually did. I want to see how he did. So I might, I might actually go back and rewatch that game. You could actually I, I, watch that because you have. Um, yeah, yeah. I actually didn't. I didn't watch it originally, but yeah, this is a game that I want to go back and watch. Yeah, and Dalton was eleven for twenty-three for two hundred one yards because uh, Fields got hurt during that. Before Fields got hurt, he was four for eleven. So, I mean, yeah, okay. I feel like. We talked about Mooney. We talked about their running game. We talked about Goodwin. Oh, yeah, their tight ends. We didn't bring up their tight ends. Colt Kamez and Jimmy Graham, two big bodies. Kamez, okay. Jimmy Graham's on decline a little, but the Lions are 32nd in red zone defense, and I feel like those guys could give you issues in the red zone. You have well, to yeah. key on them in the red zone. They're big bodies. Exactly. I mean, they are they are the only big bodies. Because yeah, their wide receivers are so it. small. Their wide receivers are they're, they're small guys. They're 5'8", five, 5'9", five, I think. Right. Mooney is the biggest one, five five eleven. So they these are small guys. So yeah, if we get in a red zone, we need to stop the running game and keep an eye on these tight ends. Okay, that's about it. But wait, before we end this, since it's Thanksgiving, I want to yep. talk about something, Malcolm. Okay. So what is your favorite Lions Thanksgiving? I want to say maybe your favorite game you watch, and also what is your favorite? Now we talked about last episode. Let's just say this: What is your favorite Lions Thanksgiving memory? All right, so I I actually remember the game, but I just don't remember the year. Okay, okay. so I, I, I this is what I gotta do. Okay, so I, I, for our our listeners and probably been, you know, who've been watching the lines for a very long time, they probably know what game I'm talking about. We actually played the Packers one year on Thanksgiving. I think this was probably like 2004, oh, uh, 2004, 2003. I don't, I'm not sure because I remember I was still in high school. And um, I know I was, you know, one of my one of my classmates was a big Packers fan. And, yeah, I got on him because this is a game that the Lions really haven't won in a very long time. We haven't beat the Packers in a while. I think the Packers just went on the crazy streak against us. And, you know, we actually won that game. We beat them on Thanksgiving. Thank God that they was coming off a short week. <laughs> and, right. um, yeah. We beat them. It, it was great. I think they played like on Monday Night Football, then they ended up playing right on Thursday. So it was it was one of those Damn. things that was just bad for them. <laughs> and and you're all tired. And Brett Favre was making mistakes, and we actually won that game. So that's that was one of my greatest memories as far as um, Thanksgiving and, and the Detroit Lions. So I just looked it up. I believe here it says 2003. Um, it says the Lions haven't beat the Packers on the holiday since 2003. Yeah, that's this what was like this article was published. Like I believe in 2011 or something. So, yeah, 2003 looks like it was 2003. Um, yeah. So mine is, I kind of have two of them, but I'll go with my favorite, like the one I witnessed. So in 2015, the Lions played the Eagles. I believe once well, was once on the team. I don't think once was on the team. Um, Calvin Johnson had three touchdowns. Stafford had over 400 passing yards. And I was there, and the building was electric. It was 
wild. I mean, that's one of an experience, man. I'll say this, man. Like, whenever you witness a guy like Calvin Johnson just go off, they had Eric Rowe on him. Okay. Yeah. Eric Rowe. Yeah, that was, that was disrespectful. That was very disrespectful. I think they single covered Calvin the whole game. Yeah, I don't know what the hell Chip Kelly was doing, and there's a reason why he's not in the NFL anymore. <laughs> um, the Lions literally, they they buried the Eagles on national television. It was fun to watch. It was, I'll never forget that, man. That was just, it, it was fun to be a part of. Yeah, man. Shoot. I, one day, one day I'll be able to sell, I'll go to a Thanksgiving game. Uh, one day. It ain't going to be this year, but one day. One day that would happen. When the kids I, are in college? Maybe when the kids are in college and I could just be like, all right, I'm going to Detroit Thanksgiving. See y'all later. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, man. That, that sounds fun, man. It's, I mean, that that's one hell of an experience, man, to just go to a Thanksgiving game before, you know, to watch the Lions play. That's awesome. Yeah, I like to go on Thanksgiving. Um, I try to go to, like, most of them. It's just different. It's kind of like a tradition between me and my brothers. We like to go to them. So. Yeah. If we could, we go. If we can't, then we That's don't. What's up, man. So, are your brothers go or? It depends. Uh, sometimes they have work. Sometimes they don't. But whenever they could go, whoever could go goes. Basically, Got you. whoever can go, they can't go. That's awesome, man. That's that's good stuff, man. Yep. Man, uh, I wish I wish Tyler was here because um, I'm pretty sure he has a good memory. Wait, well, you gave me the phrase. He, he have... told me it. He told us it. Yeah. Okay. So. His favorite memory, I don't know if you remember the game where Darius Slay had a pick against Minnesota. Darius Slay had that? a pick against Minnesota. It was back um, in uh what year was that? Who was the quarterback? Was it um it, it, it was it um was it cousins? When did we play Minnesota Vikings on Thanksgiving? It was Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford. Wow, that's that's throwback. Yeah, this was yeah, that's in throwback. <laughs> 2016. 2016. He was a quarterback in 2016. Why is my memory so bad? I don't. That's sad. I don't even remember Sam Bradford, <laughs> the Vikings quarterback. Uh, matter, matter of fact, he was a Viking. He was the quarterback for the Vikings at one point. That's crazy. Yep, it was Sam Bradford. <laughs> I actually, I believe they traded. They traded. I think a first for him wasn't it a first or something like that. Or did they sign him? They traded a first for Sam Bradford. I forgot. No way. I don't know if they traded a first or they traded him for a first. I forgot which one it was. Um. Anyways. Forget about that, but Darius Slay picked off uh, um, Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford, and then Matt Prater made the game-winning field goal. And wow, that uh, you know, I that's crazy. I don't for some reason I don't remember that game at all. It was. Do you, uh, do you remember? You remember that game? I remember it briefly. It was in 2016. That Darius Slay pick, like it's like I see the play in my head right now. Like he sure. jumped the route that was going to end. I, I think I'm getting one right. It was stealing, and Slay just jumped it. So. That's that's um, so weird. I can remember a game in 20, 2000, 2003, but I can't remember a game in twenty sixteen. That's insane. I mean, <laughs> it happens. It happens. That, that's your favorite memory, right? So you remember that. I'll yeah, say one of my not favorite memories. So this was the first Lions Thanksgiving I went to. It was against Houston back when Schwartz was the head coach. And oh, I don't know if you remember this. Lost that game. I don't know if you remember this, but you cannot challenge scoring plays. No, you can't because they're automatically. And Schwartz challenged the Justin Forsett run. Remember Justin Forsett? Yeah. And that was a penalty, and we ended up losing that game. And Ryan Broyles were like, I believe this was his second year or his rookie year. I forgot, but Ryan Broyles went off in that game. I believe he had like 140 some yards or whatever. 
He did? Yeah, well, I'll look it up. That's right good now. for him, man. It was his best game as a pro, I think. I like I like Ryan Bowles a lot, man. He was one of those guys who always had like a phenomenal preseason. And then like during the regular season, you're like, why is he not getting enough targets? This guy has great hands. It was the Texans, right? On Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, yeah. The Texans. That's what I know. Yeah. I know that the game you're talking about is when they play the Texans. As far as Ryan Rose, Thanksgiving. Only. That was Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was Thanksgiving. Yeah. The game so, we lost. I remember us, you know, I remember that destroying my Thanksgiving, my whole Thanksgiving. I still have that towel in my, you know, the, the towel they wave around? Yeah. I have that towel somewhere in my room. I have to find it. Wow. They gave, they gave out towels um, during during Thanksgiving? Yeah. I think it was that game or was it the other game? Um, They gave out towels at one of, a couple of the Thanksgiving games, and I have them. Like, I keep them from memory, you know? It's kind of nice. cool. So... That was probably my least favorite memory was the Houston game. What was your least favorite memory? Um my least favorite my least favorite game. The when we played the Bears last time on Thanksgiving. That was the, the, we played the Bears last time on Thanksgiving, right? When Chase Daniel was the starter. Was it was that Thanksgiving? I think that was Houston Texans. You're talking about last year? No, not last year. I'm talking the year about before. We, yeah, it was Blau versus Daniel. Wasn't that Blau versus Daniel? Yeah. That has to be that has to be the worst. I was so pissed off that game. Oh man, I was so pissed off that game because one is Chase Daniels. <laughs> I was like, this guy's a scrub, and he carved us. He completely, <laughs> he completely, carved us. completely carved us. I'm like, man, this is bad. They're getting destroyed by Chase Daniels. Yeah, so that's that has to be the worst, the worst yep. memory. I don't know what Tyler's word says, but it's probably up there. Um, it's probably one of those games we mentioned. Yeah. All right, Malcolm. I think that's a wrap. We have anything else to say, or you're good? I mean, that is a wrap, man. Nice. All right, man. So that's a wrap to episode two eleven of the Pride Podcast. Like Tyler would say, if he was here, you know, leave those five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. And for Underdog Fantasy, if you want to, you know, join Underdog Fantasy, use uh, promo code PridePod, and they're matching up up to a hundred dollars of what you deposit. So that's pretty awesome if you use promo code PridePod. So with that being said, I'm Malcolm, and I'm out. Peace. All right, guys, enjoy your holiday, enjoy your little break from the break, and I'm out. Peace. is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces plus 24 7 customer support his venue never misses a beat call quickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done